that's correct. I'm in my car, in my garage, because I have Wi-Fi here. And um, that's the thing, because my I am right now a gypsy. Like, for the last month, I've been a gypsy. So this is the, you know, the glamour of being the Nosby CEO that we don't have any office or any place to go. So I am working in different places, uh, cafeterias, uh, friends' offices, and my own garage in my car. A nice way to put it is that we have tw- we are an international company. We have about 25 offices um, all around Europe and the globe. Um, yeah, I mean, we even have offices in Japan, in Taiwan, in in in, in Japan. You know, uh, yeah. we have office in France, in, in you know, in Spain, in Poland, in Germany. We are really international here. Yeah, and the fact that those offices tend to be one person is not a fact we're going to mention. No, and that, that these are people's homes or cars. It, yeah, we'll not yes. say about that. <laughs> yeah, so we have to actually recalibrate. Reconfigure this. Remap. For yes. the Mac. No, we'll start bragging about your, your car office the month you get a Tesla. Exactly. Now, it's still my, you know, my regular car. Yeah, but uh, I just, just yesterday I posted um, the, five, the five, you know, technical, te- technological things I'm thankful for this year. Yes. And one of them is Tesla. Because I'm th- thankful ah. for it because it exists, and because I'm, I can right now think about it as my dream car. It's still not. It still doesn't exist in my garage, but yeah, <laughs> it exists. <laughs> right, in, in your mind. In my mind. No, it's been shipped. I mean, some people are driving Tesla's Model X right now. Yeah, I, I've seen uh, Elon Musk po- posted a, a like retweeted someone on Twitter. Ah, I see. So yeah, and and um, space exploration corner here. Um, we are very close to seeing Falcon 9 get back to back to flight. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh we like we we've been waiting for half a year after the expo- I mean failure or mm, it was a, a rapid unscheduled disassembly that's what it was. Exactly. Uh and now we are going to have return to flight and we're going to have a a new iteration on the Falcon 9, Falcon 9 version 1.2, uh, which is longer. And and the, the thing about it is that it has enough power that even in, in missions uh, to to the geosynchronous orbit, so most uh, like com- communication satellites and, and stuff, uh, the rocket will have enough power to actually still land to, to be able to to be used in in the reusable not expendable mode because previously i mean it, it they never succeeded yet uh but a, an attempt of of landing on a barge could only be like attempted on low earth, low earth orbit missions and now uh even the gto missions so that's cool I th- isn't that isn't he more motivated right now because you know the Jeff Je- 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 Bezos uh, rocket also managed to you know land and stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's actually uh, a little topic. Uh, so if if someone uh, missed it, uh, there was uh, Jeff Bezos also has a a space company called Blue Origin, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, managed to launch their rocket called New, New Shepard, I think. Uh, into space and then landed back safely on Earth, uh, which is pretty exciting uh, because uh, although we had uh, many rocket-powered things in the past landing, you know, we had the shuttle and, and a few other things, we never had an actual rocket uh, perform a vertical takeoff and landing. So that's exciting, um, though less exciting than a SpaceX landing would be because it only... It only managed to reach space, yeah. But it was suborb- suborbital, like it only flew up and then down, which isn't easy. But it's not nearly as hard as actually launching something into orbit. And so, you know, Falcon Nine is like uh, I, I don't know how much, but it's like ten times bigger or something. And it it doesn't have to just fly back down, but it actually have has to reverse. Make a, a boost back burn to 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 go back down range, and then land right. So that's much harder. Uh, and it seems like like there is a possibility 
because the last time when we had uh, the Falcon 9 failure in, in July, I think, uh, they, they said that there's a good chance that this time they'll do it because the, the two previous attempts were like this close. They just had some, some issue, small, right? So uh, it's possible that the return to fly will be still in December, maybe like two weeks out or three weeks out. Uh, maybe, maybe like between Christmas or New Year, it could happen. And so it would be funny to, to, to see the first rocket to land. And then a few weeks later, the first like big real orbital rocket to land. That would be exciting. We haven't had a Wi-Fi corner in a while. Yeah, yeah. What about the Wi-Fi? So the thing is, I probably said sometime in the past that like how frustrated I was that um, you know, I changed my router, I, I made a, a clean install of El Capitan, and I, I've still seen those weird issues where like stuff just wouldn't load. Right. And I thought it's the same issue I've had before because it, it showed in a similar way. But then I noticed it's not the same. Uh, I, I've never had a situation where I would get disconnected from Wi-Fi and then could it connect back. And yeah, I've had things like pages wouldn't load, mm -hmm. but I noticed that all of them are Twitter pages. And oh, yeah, that's right. strange. Yeah, I told you, but, but, but not on the show. And I, I tested it with Ping, I tested it on Chrome, and they would work, just not on Safari. So it seems like there is something wrong with Twitter and or Safari. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I think there's something broken with Twitter and the, the t.co shortcuts domain, uh, like DNS settings. And Safari seems to be more sensitive to it and sometimes just gets confused and doesn't know what to do. And it's a new issue. I don't think I've had it on, on Yosemite. It looks similar to the problems I used to have. Mm -hmm. But it seems like my Wi-Fi woes might be fixed, more or less. That's a good news. I mean, if I can contribute to your Wi-Fi corner... Um... Yes, please, please. So, so first of all, as I explained... Um, we have a renovation in our house. So I put my router in the garage because there is like the internet goes to my garage. And then from there, through the LAN cable, it goes up to my home office. And from there, there's the Wi-Fi router. It routes the whole thing. So because uh, they are renovating our bedrooms, which are the middle floor. So like th there is no electricity on, in bedrooms and then on my top floor, where is my home office. So um, right now uh, using, uh, I'm working mostly, <laughs> so I put my router in the garage, so I'm working mostly either in the garage here, when I just want to go quickly to have some fast internet, or in my kitchen, because my kitchen is cut out from the renovation, nobody's going there, mm. uh, and my kitchen is right above the garage, so actually I have still a good connection there. Uh, but today I'm in the garage because we are recording and they are still renovating, and I, and, and I didn't want you know the, 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 the sounds of the renovation to you know, contribute to the podcast. Yes, we, we've, we've had enough drilling on this show. Exactly. So I, I didn't want to, you know, have my contribution there. But what I wanted to say is that, first of all, uh, it's good to have fast internet connection. Yes. Second of all, um, for the past month, I've been living in different places. Uh, and and there, <laughs> and uh, because of this, uh, like I, we were on vacation with my family. Then later we moved to a, to a hotel. And then later we moved to my friend's place. And then we are back in the hotel right now mm. uh, for another week. And then we are coming back home finally. So cool. the thing is, uh, in the hotels, the internet really usually sucks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so disappointed because, I mean, I've been to hotels, for example, where they had a router per room. So, so in every room, there was a router dedicated to this room. So you would just connect to this router and it would be fine. Everything would work because the router would connect through LAN to the whatever they had in the hotel. And it was really good. But for example, in most of the hotels, they just put, you know, the internet boosters or, I mean, the, you know, Wi-Fi boosters things. And it's just so crappy. It's just... And I'm like, and for example, the hotel that we stayed in, like, it was, it was a, you know, it, it's supposedly a four-star hotel, right? And... Um, and my, I mean, from my, through my, you know, discovery, I mean, the, the better hotel, the worse the internet. Actually, yes. You know, if, if you have a, I mean, like a cheap, you know, a cheap uh, family run hotel usually has, you know, uh, fiber optics and you have really good internet. And then these, you know, exclusive hotels, you know, four stars, whatever, usually have crappy internet boosters, you know, Wi-Fi boosters, and they are really and saying, oh, please maybe use a different whatever, but they never solve your problems. They just, it just works really badly. So that's. That's one thing. 
I wanted to say. Uh, there you have it, my rant. It really, um, I, 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 with this hotel, for example, I'm going to talk to the manager yeah. actually to ask him why. I mean, I mean, and especially we mentioned this on the show already that um, we had the same problem when we were, you know, booking hotel for our Nosby reunion. That the internet usually was bad in the hotels that we booked. Yeah. So next time we are not going to make this mistake. And another Wi-Fi corner, last one. So in my friend's place. He has fiber optics. He has very good internet connection, but he had his router behind the television. So, ah, yes, it's a bad idea because if you put on the television, suddenly it creates a wall uh, and the signal is just totally cut out. I didn't understand it because I was right next to the router and then suddenly it just stopped working. It was really bad. I mean, the, you know, the download was really slow. Upload was really slow. I was like, what's happening? I didn't realize that, uh, that they just turned on the television because they were just you know, looking for something on the television. And then I realized that, you know, and the moment we put the router just, just below the television, you know, on a, on a shelf below the television, everything were fine. Yeah. But just don't put the router behind the television because the moment you turn it on, it's going to be, it's, the television set is going to just block all the signals. So just there is your, you know, advice from Michael Mike. I remember a very similar problem at my brother's place. So my brother used to live in this, in this very small flat, this, this studio, right? And... Mm -hmm. And he had a router next to the, to the television. And, and the thing is, it's not like turning on the TV would break Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi broke the TV. Oh, really? <laughs> Which makes no sense because... Uh, it shouldn't, right? It's, it's from a cable company. It's a cable. Yeah. It, it's not an antenna. It's not a satellite. It's from a cable. But somehow... I don't know how, but somehow they must have screwed up something in the TV. Something is not properly shielded. I don't know. And somehow Wi-Fi would interfere with a connection somehow uh -huh. and just break the, the vision. Yeah. So uh, weird. There you go. Television, Wi-Fi. Nope. Don't mix these. Don't, don't mix mix these things because then you get problems. Yeah. Um. I think today's the Black Friday, isn't it? Yeah. Today's Black Friday. Um. It's the biggest sale uh, for us. We'd mentioned this in the in the previous episode. Yes. Um, yeah. So the, by the time we publish this, the Black Friday sale will be over. So sorry, folks. Um, but because you're listening to the show, because you're listening to the show, if you write an email to our customer support and say, you have listened to the show, you missed the Black Friday sale, but if you still want the Black Friday offer, hmm. they will give it to you. Yes. So so just, you know, because you are insider, we told you, ins the podcast episodes are the insider knowledge so because you're the listener and we love you email support let, let them know you listen to the show and you wanted the black friday offer you missed it you know get it and tell your friends and tell your friends about it yeah it's uh it's amazing i mean the black friday offer as i, as I explained in the last episode i want to repeat too much but it's really it's a perfect timing for us because this is you know we show all the everything everything we've done there is a month of December once you bought Nosby right now to just, you know, get you, you know, get you used to Nosby, get, you know, get things sorted out, you know, put everything in your inbox, you know, start creating projects. And then you have the whole, you know, the whole year to plan and you can really start off 2016 with a, with a great productivity system. But it's, you know, it's all up to you. And if you don't like Nosby, you have, you know, 30, we have, you know, 30 plus days of money back guarantee. So we can always give the money back. Just taking advantage of this, um, this holiday of, of consumerism yeah. uh, for our advantage and your advantage. Exactly. Like we, we can feel good about ourselves here. Like, hey, we're just helping you organize your life. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, this is funny. Cause, but the thing is that really um, the, the commitment of buying Nosby now, I mean, really, it's, it's like this. I mean, it's, I mean, you feel the same, I think. You know, when you buy something, you, you at least try to use it, right? You try to, you know, because it was good, it was on sale, you want to you try to use it. Right. So I think... Um, so I think it's good because then, you know, if you don't like it, you can always turn it back. But the, the thing is that when you commit, you at least give yourself a motivation to try, mm. you know. And and uh, just like, for example, I just, uh, I, uh, there's this application called Pixelmator. 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 Exactly. It's on sale as well. Um, they're not sponsored of the show. But I, I just wanted to mention that, for example, they're on sale. Maybe they should. <laughs> yeah, they should be. Uh, and I'm going uh, I'm, to, I'm here, here on my list to buy them actually for the Mac because I've always, wanted to try them because I'm using the Acorn, so the other, you know, um, image image thing for the Mac. I mm. wanted to try Pixelmator to compare them. 
Uh, but, you know, I never wanted to actually, you know, buy this. And, you know, I wasn't sure if I should buy it. And now that they are on sale, I'm going to just try it and see, you know, and see and also get back, you know, to, to just, you know, maybe play something with the, you know, with the image, images and layers and stuff. Uh, how much is it on sale? It's usually it's usually 30 euro. Now it's 15, actually. Oh, that's cheap. And there is actually even an offer for free at some point. Uh, I, I'll send you the link. But anyway, it's, it's you know, even 15 euro, it's already, a, 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 you know, a bargain. So um, Yeah, I, I, I've been using Pixelmator I think for like five years or something, and uh, I like it. I would recommend it. Yeah, so you see, that's why. That's why, as I said, you know, committing and buying, you know, turns to using. And of course, some people will not like it. Some <laughs> people will like it. But then, eventually, you know, hope. You know, we are in good. We are in good business anyway. I feel we are in business of helping people get organized. So, you know, um, if thanks to this sale we can motivate people to get organized, then it's good. Yeah. Just today, actually. Uh, speaking of that, just today. I went to school with my uh, baby girl, I mean, both of the girls, and but my older girl, she's already in the primary school. And I met the headmaster of the primary school. And he said, Michael, you know, uh, I started using Nosby, but I, I, just, I, I just don't have time to actually organize my stuff. Hmm. Uh, can we meet at some point so he could help me out? <laughs> <laughs> so actually, the headmaster of, of my daughter's school wants to, you know, dive into Nosby. So, you know, that's good. That's good news. Yeah, I actually, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, one one of my friends, I, I um, some time ago, he got this job, you know, his his first job really, but but a really um, a job with a lot of responsibilities, right? And I could instantly see how he struggles with it. Like, you know, he he's telling me about all the stuff that that he needs to manage and take care of, and you know, like the the first thing I did is is like. Like man, like seriously, uh, you need a system. Like you, you cannot just have it all in your head and expect to do everything right and not forget about anything. And you know, recommended Nosby to him, obviously, and and he did. Uh-huh. And he and 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 his coworkers actually, like it wasn't just him, but they actually convinced the people at his uh, organization, right? a bunch of people he worked with to. To also join like his projects and etc., and I feel like, and and um, we you've told me this before how how you, I think you you mentioned about some school maybe the same school maybe some other school how they were like not really convinced about it mm-hmm. and and a similar story was with my friend uh, he like bought into the Nosby system for his work stuff and it lasted for a few months and yeah. then it died down because. He had a new boss, mm-hmm. and there were like the the old sort of folk, right? And yeah, send me an email stuff. Yeah, send me an email, and uh, you have this this um, whiteboard. You know, why do you need this this stupid app, etc. So <laughs> I, I feel like this this is a problem with a lot of yeah. organizations. And and by the way, like uh, my my friend's job, uh, he he doesn't actually work for a company. He works for a nonprofit, right? So, so it's another thing. Uh, a nonprofit here. You're talking about a school somewhere, right? A big problem with, with adopting tools like, like Nosby is is just purely like organizational. Like it's like bureaucracy. Yeah. It's like someone in, in charge, um, not feeling like it's something they need, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just such a shame. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but uh, let's keep evangelizing people and you know motivating them. And you know, Black Friday is also um, it's it's very stressful because. Like yesterday, I was preparing all the emails to send, and um, so there is a, a, a startup tip for you. If you're a mm. startup guy or you know entrepreneur or whatever, email marketing still works. Really, it does. I mean, really, collecting emails is a good thing. People actually still you know receive emails and they act on it, and especially on the days like Black Friday. Uh, so yesterday, I was preparing all the mailings. So it was very stressful because we support ten languages. We have to prepare all the you know all the emails and. It's stressful because you know that you know an email that you're preparing right now goes to thousands of people. Yes. So you don't want to mess this up. You want to make sure that everything is correct. There are no typos. All the links work. You know everything works because you don't want to be sending another email apologizing for the last one. You know. Yeah. So it's really it's really it's really stressful at at, at this point. But um, I prepared everything and it was it went pretty well. And um, it's very rewarding to see, for example, today like to track all the orders coming in. 
and mm. to see, you know, uh, when uh, people are ordering really and uh, the, the whole Black Friday craze, you know, started. And the, the, the most amazing thing is that I, I, I sent this on Slack um, in our company meeting uh, uh, that um, because we're a global company, like people order must be from different places. So suddenly like the orders overlap. So like, for example, oh. I mean, uh, so that's why, for example, at, you know, at their moments, like, like we, uh, the one I posted on Slack, that we had, you know, three orders in 11 seconds, right? That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> of course, it's not like every 11 seconds we have three orders, although it would be <laughs> great. But, but this, it's this magic of an internet company that, that, that people order from different places and then, then timings like, you know, um, overlap. I remember, I remember a few of the orders like were at the same exact second, <laughs> which is totally crazy if you think about it. But anyway, it's um yeah, it's a funny thing to observe. Also, it's a it's a, I mean, a great thing to observe because um, talking about this, um, let's 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 even dive dive into into this. Like when you have an app or a service, you know, it's good that you have you know um, comments, feedback. You know, people are you know are telling you that eh, you, you you did well. It's a nice app, whatever. But it's a different thing when people are just voting with your with their wallets. When people are just you know buying this. You know, and then, and, and for me, you know, I always explain this to, to, to the team and to everyone that this is for me, like, like, you know, I, I, each order is like a like, you know, in Facebook, yeah. but it's, it's more, you know, it's, it's more than a like because people spend their hard earned money on a tool that we, you know, created, that we work on, you know, uh, and it's the, it's the best kind of like that you can get, you know, that, um, that's why I'm trying to share as much as we can with the, with the team to, to, to see, I mean, to, to show everyone that, uh, you know, this is better than all the comments, all the feedback, everything else. Because if somebody decided to spend their money on Nosby, it means we are doing something right. So, and many companies that don't have this model, like, you know, they, they have this, you know, free, free model and, you know, and they are figuring out how to monetize and stuff. Hmm. I really prefer this kind of model. When, when people actually are voting with their cash, they're buying this, they are committing to it. As, as, as I mentioned, they are committed to it because they bought it, to, uh, committed to using it. And that will give us a fair try then. Yeah, I, I like this expression, voting with your wallet, mm -hmm. right? Because what you'll find a lot trying to, to, to make things, make products, make an app, is that you'll ask people for feedback for what, what they think. And you'll ask your, your friends and family. Yeah. And a lot of people will, will say, this is great. Like, this sounds interesting yeah right? and especially our Good friends will, will say this is really cool but you know it's great that they like it i mean apparently you're not doing so bad that even your friends would, would would tell you that that this sucks but but it doesn't mean that much because ultimately the way you're going to to make make a living off of a product is by uh, guess what taking money from people actually and so the only reliable way to to sense how people respond is to actually have them vote with their wallets exactly right when 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 someone liked what what you created or the way you presented it the way you marketed it so much that that they decided to just give you their money that's that means a lot. That's like a a real proof, right? Yeah, that you're doing something good. That's why this. I mean, this Black Friday sale is so important because it's a like a vote for of confidence. You know, mm. we are we are. I mean, I'm really proud of what we did this year. I mean, we have really a great team. We are really shipping Nosby. You know, apart from the Apple thing, yeah. Apple uh, Apple App Store thing. But apart from that, we are really shipping Nosby every month. We're really, you know, we have a good rhythm. We are shipping great. Things and we've got so much cool stuff in the pipeline for 2016. So, yes. you know, on the product side, we've done so much. Um, and, and this Black Friday sale is like, you know, uh, guys, do you like it? And then, like, so like it's this is this is how I interpret it, I interpret this, you know. Yeah, like, like we're validating, um, sort of the, 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 the hypothesis we, we, we put forth with our work over the previous months. Exactly, exactly. Right. That's why it's, it's, it's so, it's so important. And so far, so good. I mean, we are recording right now. Um, uh, this is nine forty-two uh, New York time, so Eastern time. So yeah. the, the the states are just you know waking up. So right. uh, and the the it's it's actually the biggest. The, I mean, the biggest email com communication just went out. Right. So uh, right now, it's the we are we are recording right now in the middle of the of the of the sale. So it's uh, crazy time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Uh, regarding, you mentioned the, the Apple Watch app, and mm-hmm. I have some follow-up on this. Yep. So you already know, but our listeners don't. We got really frustrated. We got desperate with the whole situation with uh, the Apple Store or the App Store and updating our app mm-hmm. and having to wait for Apple to help us, which like we have no idea how much time it's going to take. And, you know, we don't want to wait till Christmas, right, to, to update 2.5 when 2.6 is pretty much ready to be shipped. Not really. So uh, we took a drastic measure. And what we're going to do is we're going to ship 2.5 uh, as it was without the Apple Watch app. Yes. Which makes it pass the validation and, and this way we're able to just put it to review. Yeah, I mean, how many Apple Watch uh, users we have? How, how much the percentage-wise of the, of the iOS users? I, I don't know the, the, the absolute number of our users, but what I do know is that every day uh, between 2 and 7% uh, okay. of our iOS users are also using the Watch app. Yeah, so if you are an Apple Watch user and you depend on Osby and you want to see the new glance, uh, sign up for our test test flight, so also for our beta test. Uh, yes. Uh, because then you get you will get, because uh, in test flight, actually, we can ship you the iOS uh, app with Apple Watch support. Um, we decided, you know, that for the rest of the people, I mean, for 90%, 90-plus percent of the people who don't have Apple Watches, it's unfair to hold the release because they don't have uh, Apple Watch. Um uh, because we, we cannot support Apple Watch. So we, we decided to ship without the Apple Watch support and we'll, we'll hopefully resolve the issue with 2.6 to get the Apple Watch support back. Yeah, so I'll put the link in, in, in the show notes. If um, And actually, we can probably figure it out from our database what users are using the Apple Watch app and maybe we'll just send emails out to them. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. I'll check with our CTO. <laughs> check with our CTO, the- then we can import the import. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can probably do that. But essentially, uh, we figured that uh, the the number of Apple Watch users over app is is not that big. Mm-hmm. So um, what we can do again is we can sign you up for our sort of beta test um, system. Mm-hmm. There's like a a two thousand person limit there, uh, but I, I think I think that's that's going to be enough. Yep. Uh, so if if you are using Nosby on your Apple Watch, uh, you can just disable um, updates and be patient, or you can just send us, give us your email, and we'll invite you yep. to download the 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 new app, the two point six, uh, with with the Apple Watch app back. Yep, exactly. And actually, there is a chance. I don't know. Uh, there is no way for me to verify this, but it's possible that after we ship our iOS app without the Watch app, we'll be able to just update it with the Watch app back without having to wait for Apple to fix their bug. I mean, at least this is what we are hoping for. Yeah, this is what we're hoping for. If we don't get that, then we're sorry. Uh, and it, it might take a few days. It might take a few weeks. Who knows? Uh, but if it's actually going to work, then we'll ask for an expedited review. And a few days after yeah. 2.5 without the Apple Watch app will ship, 2.6 with the Apple Watch app will ship. Exactly. So, yeah, Apple. So speaking of Apple Watch, I, I want to segue to get back to the, my post about the, the, the tech things that I'm th- thankful for this year. Yes. Because uh, I, really I really enjoyed the ATP episode when they were speaking of things they were thankful for this year. So... Um, in my case, I, it's the Apple Watch actually, because I'm actually, I actually really like it. We we discussed about it, you know, we, in the previous episodes of the benefits of the Apple Watch and everything. So I I really enjoy uh, wearing it, enjoy using it. Uh, today it died on me because I forgot to charge it overnight, and I was sad. But I, but quickly I just put it on the charger, and after two hours it was it was it was it was fine, and so I just took it. Um, so I had a two hour pause of using Apple Watch, and it was yeah. a sad two hours <laughs> pause. I, I I just got used to it really, um, which is which is which is great. And um, the other things that I'm thankful for are the iMac because I bought the iMac 5K and yes. I really like it. 
it's it's a, I mean it's a it's a nice canvas for me because you know um, when I when I work uh, in my home office uh, I very often you know write text on the iPad but then I have all the reference materials for example on the on the on the iMac uh, as you know as um, as a thing and then and it's and what I like about the iMac also it's it's freaking fast so if I need yes. to do something heavy computing you know something you know something really uh, stressful for the processor I know that the iMac can handle this without any problems so I really like the iMac 5K. And um, another thing I'm, I'm really thankful for, um, so I'm not, it, I didn't put on the list the iPad Pro because I'm not sure if I'm thankful for it yet. <laughs> I just got it. I'm still learning to use it. So uh, we'll see, we'll see how, how, this, uh, how this goes. And I also mentioned that I'm th- really thankful for the plus size iPhone yeah. because, because, you know, it's not this year, maybe I, I got it, you know, last year already at the end of last year, I got it actually. Yes. So. And today, and then this year, I updated to uh, iPhone 6s Plus, and I'm really thankful for it because it's an amazing device. This is really the best computer I've ever owned. I mean, this is just—it's the best all-around computer, and it's on my pocket. So, it's—it's—it's—I'm just—I'm just blown away by by how good this thing is, and especially now the the, the S version with two two giga gigs of RAM, it's really amazing. And and this super fast Touch ID—it's—it's it's just, yeah, it you know blows me out of the water. Really, it's a ma- an amazing device. Yeah, so <laughs> if we're doing uh, tech Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, I guess one piece of hardware that I I enjoyed the most this year uh, is my Dell 4K display. Uh-huh, all right. So uh, same thing as with you, almost. It's not 5K. It's not that big, but it's pretty big. It's not like the most amazing display ever but it's 4k and and that means i get a retina class display everywhere yeah there isn't a non-retina display in my house anymore yeah and that is amazing because uh the the difference is just huge um i can't uh, overstress how how much i love text being actually sharp yeah and actually like very detailed and and not not some blurry mess it used to be in the past for so many years and now these days are gone yeah it's it's, it was the same with me because i was using the apple standard bolt display with my macbook pro 13 inch and it was the only blurry screen that i had yeah now I gave the screen to my wife. She's happy with it. It's, she doesn't mind it being a little bit blurry because um, she's not as picky as I am in the sense. And me having you know the iMac, which is sharp, the iPad, which is sharp, the iPhone, which is sharp. It's just you know it's it's a it's a great great thing to have. Yes, that it is. Um, I have one small topic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think I sent uh, an iMessage to you, but but you haven't. Even replied. So regarding our travels and conferences and stuff, uh, uh-huh. there's this one thing that I saw on the internet and I'm <laughs> really interested in it. Uh, it's it's another programmer conference called TriSwift, and and what what makes it interesting is that it's in Tokyo. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to go. <laughs> No, I mean, no problem, really. If they enlist you on the speaker list, no problem, just go. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I actually, I, I tried that. <laughs> Didn't happen? And they said no. No, uh, I mean, uh, it, it's actually weird because in general, when conferences an, are announced, they have a bunch of sort of rock star speakers. Yeah. And then they also have a call for papers and want to invite more speakers. But but this time, this conference, when they announced it, they already had the whole lineup. Uh, so even if I had any chance at all, um, it was too late because at the moment I knew about this conference, uh, they weren't looking for anyone else. Uh, but I still might go as an attendee. Uh, I'm not yet sure because, uh, like for, for a few reasons. First of all, it's, it's really far away. Uh, it, it's, it's not going to be a cheap trip. Um, I mean, it's, it's Tokyo, right? It's, it's like yep. halfway around the globe but um and i wouldn't want to to go visit that conference and and visit tokyo alone mm-hmm. uh, and I, i'm trying to uh persuade uh one of my friends and a friend of, of a show uh to also come all right to uh to this conference and if he says he'll go i'll probably go too hmm. when is it when is the conference 
Uh, it's in the early March. All right. So it's what um, one, two, three months from now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty excited about about this idea. I, I mean, I've never been to Japan. I've never been to Asia. So uh, it's going to be something new. Okay. Okay. I'll go with you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. You convinced me. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to have to ask the management. I mean, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I was actually thinking about some, some promotion uh, to do in Asia, actually, yeah. next spring. So, hmm. so instead of going to London, maybe we just go to Tokyo then. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is this a thing now? We are traveling for different conferences in the same city at the same time? Apparently, it's a thing. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's too early to, to say, but... Uh, I mean, you've, you've been to Tokyo, right? So, uh, I'll probably have to yeah. ask you for, for some advice or maybe some, some, some things that uh, I should see, etc. Oh, no problem. I, I have a whole list. But it's, it's actually really cool because... Uh, we mentioned it before, but we have someone at Nosby who lives in Japan. Exactly. Martina lives in Tokyo, actually. In Tokyo? Yep. I didn't know it was Tokyo. I knew it was Japan. So, so yeah, I, I actually did ask her for some, you know, uh, tips and tricks and advice and just some general sort of feel of what I should expect and what I should expect to have to, you know, pay for the trip, etc. Segwaying to this, actually, there is a Nosby How template actually created by Martina of things to see in Tokyo. And we're going to put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. I, I must have missed it. Yeah. Cool. So it's there. Uh, one more tech thing. Uh, it, it, it's not necessarily like tech Thanksgiving because it's something I only got and I don't have a strong opinion on it yet. Uh, but I decided uh, after a long time of you recommending it and Marco Arman recommending it uh, to buy myself a, an ergonomic keyboard. Yep. Um, because I, for, for the last, I don't know, mo month or two, I started noticing some some very very subtle RSI problems, mm -hmm. like nothing that is actually a problem just yet. But the thing is, if you feel any pain, if you feel anything as you're just typing or using a mouse or sitting on a chair with your and you know uh, with your back, etc. If you feel anything, it means damage has already been done. Yep. So that's worrying. Even even if like I don't. I don't struggle with pain, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel it, and and that's that's wrong. That it, that's that means that there is a problem that I need to fix. So I've been really aware and conscious of the way I'm typing lately. Mm -hmm. Certain, I did notice a few things that I'm doing wrong. Like I, I've noticed how I would, for example, like really stretch my pinky to like reach some keys, which mm -hmm. makes sense because I felt like maybe not pain, but some slight discomfort in my right pinky. And I, I've also noticed how sometimes I'm, I'm like twisting the, the wrist yeah. uh, while, while typing, which is also wrong. Like you, you don't twist your wrist. You move the whole wrist. You move yep. the whole arm if you, if you can't reach something comfortably. Mm -hmm. So I've been watching myself do that and uh, I'm getting better, I think. But I also, uh, so actually, okay. So I've been... I had it somewhere on my mind for a long time, but it was never a problem at all. So I just never bothered. I, I like my uh, Apple wireless keyboard, but I knew you recommended it. I knew Marco recommended it. Uh, and actually, um, you know, when I was in London and, and stayed at, at um, a friend's place, I noticed he has this keyboard. Ah. And then also in London, uh, I've been listening to, to this episode of Marco Armand's new, Marco Armand <laughs> and underscore David Smith's. I thought you would mention that. Right, new podcast where they talked about this keyboard yep. again, and so I came back home and I was like, I "I'm just going to order it." Like, uh, and I did, and so far so good. I I, I like it. It's just just for the listeners to really know, before you place the order, you still ask me <laughs> if I should really you should really order it, and, and uh, yeah, uh, I I I don't know why I did that because I asked you and and then just without waiting for your answer, I just ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just it's like it's a social proof thing, you know. You want to just wanted to yeah, probably you know just felt better asking anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's probably like if you, I mean, I expected you to say yes, but if you said no, like actually I don't like it uh, anymore because X, then. 
you know, I would have an excuse not to buy it. Maybe it's that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I'll I'll put a link in the show notes. But this keyboard, if you're used to normal keyboards, is just weird. Yeah. Because first of all, it's like split in the middle. You have like two parts, and for 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 two of your wrists, and they're like, it's not just a flat thing. Uh, it, it's like. It's like shaped so that from a center point you have the same distances for all your fingers. Yep. But but it's not flat. There are no straight lines there. Everything is is on some arc at some weird angle. Um, and also like in general keyboards tend to be as flat as possible. And also um, especially old keyboards like when if they're tilted they they're tilted up. And these old keyboards used to have these these feet on the back to prop them up even more tilted. And this is ridiculously bad. This is really bad for your wrists because it, it makes them sort of be tilted up and, and you're essentially crushing the nerve that goes through your wrist. Yep. And that's bad, right? So your wrist should be as flat as possible. And actually, the best position is just barely tilted down. Right. Yes. So when you're using a keyboard and your your fingers are necessarily pointing down to the keys, the keyboard should be tilted down. Actually, mm-hmm. it it shouldn't. It the the best position, like the way you should type on the keyboard, is with your wrists in the air. Yes. But no one's doing that. No one's going to do that. That's crazy. Like that's uncomfortable. And so what the Microsoft Sculpt ergonomic keyboard does is it, it is pretty high on your side and then it just tilts down. And I, I, I've been sort of watching myself the way my wrists uh, rest on, 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 on this keyboard and I'm actually doing it right, but I don't have to do barely, like there's barely any effort on my part to actually do it right because the, the way the keyboard is shaped is just good for me. So uh, as a backstory, I can tell you that um, I um, I got the Microsoft Natural Keyboard like I don't know 15 years ago. I also it was a it was very similar keyboard to one that that, that we have right now, the Sculpt keyboard. And it was and it was with, still with PS2 port. You know, PS2 port is an old port for keyboards, actually. Oh my! And um, and later I started using laptops. So, so for, first of all, I got this keyboard. I learned how to touch type actually on, before, because of this keyboard. So because I got this keyboard, I decided, you know, it's time for me to, t- to learn how to touch type. I got myself a touch typing learning program. And after a few months, I was t- touch typing. And then I, uh, I, you know, after a few years of this, I, I got a laptop and another laptop. So I, started, I stopped using this keyboard. Then uh, I found it in my, in my parents' place. I dug it out. I bought a special PS2 USB connector just to be able to use the yes. keyboard again uh, with my with my computers. And the problem was it wasn't working very reliably anymore. Uh, so I was really happy to buy this Sculpt keyboard, and I have it with my iMac, and it's it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one thing that annoys me, or maybe two things. Uh, the first thing, as most non-Apple input devices, it's not Bluetooth. Right. It's some other thing that uses the same frequency as Bluetooth, but isn't Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And so they uh, they add to the keyboard this stupid dongle that you need to connect yes. to your USB. And that's a problem because I have a MacBook and I only have two USBs. So that sucks. Uh, and then uh, a friend of mine made, made me realize that because I was thinking like, okay, uh, I guess I'll need to buy a USB hub yeah. because... If one of the ports is always in use, then this is not good. But a friend of mine made me realize that actually the the display I have, the, the Dell monitor I have, actually has a USB free hub built in, and I didn't even realize. Yeah, that's cool. So now, when I'm at my station, I have the power, uh, the mini display port, the USB, uh, the jack. So that's annoying. There's there's too much of it. Uh, but I have a, a few slots on, on this place, so I plugged my, uh, my my USB dongle there. And if I uh, decide to buy, because I was also thinking of buying an ergonomic mouse, mm-hmm. and I, 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 they, they actually add one to the Microsoft uh, ergonomic keyboard, but I don't like it. So if I buy some from an, another manufacturer, it's probably going to have its own dongle. But uh, yeah, I can just connect it to the, mon- the monitor, I guess. And second thing that was annoying about it is that it's not a 
It's a keyboard made for Windows, not for the Mac. Yeah, so you have to actually reconfigure this. Remap. For the Mac. Uh, There's this app on the Mac called Carabiner. Uh, It it used to have this, this, uh, this amazing name, uh, key remap for MacBook, and the four is actually a number four. Yeah. So a- a- amazing marketing. Yeah. And this app can do everything. Yes. Like this app is crazy. It, it looks like some something designed for Linux users, probably. Yep. It has so many options. You can probably find a way to to launch a, a nuclear missile there. <laughs> I think probably. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I I used it to to make the F keys work with the standard OS X uh-huh. uh, media functions. So like stop, play, change volume, etc. Uh, it also helped me like change the the, the Windows context mm-hmm. key to work as as alt. Yeah. Which uh, you know um, might not be relevant to people who only uh, type English and don't use any of the, the alt um uh, Hidden keys exactly, but if you need to type polish, then uh, this is uh, this is hopeless if you don't have both alts available. Yes, and also I found a bunch of cool uh, features uh, in the app actually. Like uh, you can you can set an option, and I did uh, that that in order to quit an app, instead of just doing Command Q, you have to press Command Q twice. Ah, which I found interesting because yeah. There have been so many times where, when I accidentally quit an app when I meant Command W, not Command Q, uh, and now I have to like double tap it, and it works. Huh, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, there's also been things like I haven't tried them yet, but uh, for example, you can remap the left and right Shift key mm-hmm. when, like, when you press them standalone, not as a modifier, but just standalone. They would print the left and right parentheses. Huh. Which, if you're a programmer, for example, you're going to type a lot of parentheses, right? Yeah. And typing parentheses is really awkward because you have to reach for reach for a shift and then like nine or zero. It's it's not a good sort of finger sort of positioning, and this should be more comfortable and faster and sort of more ergonomic. So I'll probably try that. This application actually, I downloaded it uh, first when it was when it had this beautiful long name. Uh, when I got my first MacBook Air, because it helped me actually to switch from Windows to Mac. Because f- I, I actually recalibrated my Mac keys first on my MacBook Air to reflect the same kind of layout as it was on Windows, just so, so, yeah. so that I could I could get used to it. And later I I, re- I disabled it because really I wanted to really to get to you know get used to the Mac. But in you know in the first transition period it was very helpful because then I didn't didn't my you know my old habits and my old you know um, you know uh, memory you know f- uh, muscle memory worked with Mac very quickly thanks to the calibration thing. So it's really a powerful app. Uh, and and by that you mean like the uh, the way Control Alt and Command are placed, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I be- maybe it wasn't at the time you you, you joined the Western bandwagon, but uh, I believe this is actually built into system preferences, so you didn't need an app. Maybe uh, could be, could be. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, no, actually, yeah, but uh, but still, um, I was still writing, for example, in Polish. The the the, the I had to, uh, for example, change command and alt uh, on right. the right side of of spacebar. Ah, right, because on on the old MacBooks you had like yeah. Uh, I think you didn't have a right alt. There, there was this weird thing that on some MacBooks you'd have like an enter yeah key something like that. There was something crazy going on there. And that's why I wanted to use the you know to 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 to, to write Polish keys the way I would use them. I would write them in in in, in uh, on Windows. Hmm. So uh, so for that I needed the the, the this application. Cool. Okay. Um. So um. To finish the show. Yes. I would like to give some real-time update and some bragging thing. So um, just give me a second. I want to brag. At the time of this, of recording this show, more than 40 people ordered Nosby. Uh, during the recording? Yes. And it's like uh, during the, the Black Friday promotion, they're all yearly subscriptions, right? Uh, mostly, yes. Oh. So that's really nice. Yeah. 
So just just to give you the, the the idea, I mean, I don't know, maybe some other, you know, of course, some other companies in the same time would just have, you know, thousands of orders. I don't know. Uh, in our case, you know, 40 orders in a, you know, in an hour. <laughs> it's pretty nice. <laughs> and so um, so just to give you the the scale of the of the of the promotion here, and uh, so it's really amazing. I mean, this is also. Um, this gives us also a cushion for investments for next year and, and, uh, and, you know, being able to expand the team and, you know, all these new things that we have excited, exciting going on. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just the magic of Black Friday and I'm just really happy about it and thankful. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is 40 is a small number, like in, in the entre- entrepreneurial world, if, if, if you need to brag, you, you need to talk about millions right. of users and billions of dollars. But the cool thing is that when you talk about subscription software, and especially a yearly sub- subscription, those, those 30 people are like, that's, that's actually very significant, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a lot of uh, out of people and, and a big commitment and you know hopefully in a year they will renew so that's yeah. uh, I mean some of them will renew <laughs> um, and 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 will you know keep using Osby and so it's really it's a it's a great thing there yeah uh, it reminds me of of a blog post lately I think of um, Brent Simmons I think uh, so he mentioned how in like 1998 he made this this app for the Mac and he sold this app for. $99 a copy. Yeah. And he sold 10 copies. Mm-hmm. Which is which is uh pretty bad, right? Like yeah. 10, 10 copies. But because it was a $100 worth of software, that's still $1000. Like not not enough to to justify the time he spent working on it, but $1000 still. Yeah. Right? And in in this world, it can be a lot harder to to make money on on software when so much of today's software are are some stupid apps made for 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 iPhone and Android, and, and many of them cost a dollar, mm-hmm. right? Like ninety nine cents, and then Apple takes a thirty percent cut. So uh, and also like he he released his hundred dollar app in nineteen ninety eight. Eight. Yeah. So there's been inflation. So he calculated that today, to make the same amount of money he did s- selling those ten copies, ten copies. Yeah. You would have to sell two thousand and forty-eight copies of a one-dollar app on App Store, which is really difficult to do. Yeah, that's that's a, you know that's from all of the internet today, but still, yeah, ten copies versus two thousand copies, same money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're on the the high end of the spectrum. Yeah, but you know, so again, testimony to the, you know, Black Friday and uh, and again, I, I'll just take this uh, money humbly and uh, as a, as a mandate for what we're doing. So uh, I'm really happy and thankful. And uh, to finish the show, I want to just say that uh, my la- one of the last points that I had in my blog post about being thankful, I'm thankful for this show and thankful to all the listeners because. Actually, you know, you and me, we had some, you know, show fame thanks to that. And there are people actually listening and paying attention to us. And it's really nice. And thank you guys and girls for, for, for listening to us and for, uh, you know, helping us, uh, you know, spread the word about Mosby and about uh, our productivity ideas and about our geeky ideas and about everything else we're talking about. <laughs>